We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time, a 111-103 Mavericks win against the Utah Jazz Monday night at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. As you can tell, since I am starting this podcast, my co-host and partner in crime, Kirk Henderson, uh, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com, is not joining me tonight. He is currently doing the green room, so if you're listening to this, by the time you're listening to this, uh, you'll probably get the, the green room in your feed either later tonight or... Uh, Tuesday morning, so that'll show up in your feed eventually, but uh, Kirk has been kind of doing a lot lately, so we needed to give him the night off so he can recuperate. Kind of like how Luca had the night off uh, against Sacramento Kings, and just like Luca taking the night off, uh, Kirk taking the night off isn't going to derail this hopefully too much. Mavericks get a win, which is always nice, but it's even nice uh, sweeter against the Utah Jazz, who the Mavericks are chasing in the standings. Dallas is still fifth, Utah is still fourth, but with this win, the Mavericks climb to just a half game behind the Jazz uh, with about 18 games remaining. The Mavericks have one more game against the Jazz, which if these two teams keep playing the way they're playing, uh, it might it might decide who gets the fourth seed or who gets the fifth seed. Uh, but who knows, with a lot of other craziness and the Golden State Warriors slumping, uh, maybe it'll decide a different seed, who knows. Uh, but this was a crucial game for the Mavericks to get if they wanted to pass Utah in the standings. And they got it, and they had to get it too. Uh, despite the fact that the Jazz are a very good team and, and there's no shame in the Mavericks losing to them when all things are equal, things weren't equal tonight. The Maver- uh, the Jazz were on their fourth game in six nights, second night of back-to-back. Uh, I think one of the, you know, along, this was the one of their last games on a long road trip. Uh, so they, I mean, they came out extremely flat in the first quarter, and it showed, and the Mavericks pounced. Mavericks scored 60 points in the first half. 
Jazz scored 49. The Mavericks kind of established a double-digit lead sometime in the first half, and they just kind of rode that the rest of the game. They, they didn't blow the Jazz out to the degree that I thought they might, especially some early moments in the first quarter and moments in the second quarter where I thought the Mavericks were just going to run away and get like a 20, 25-point win. But the Jazz are really good, and they kept hanging around, and the Mavericks couldn't shut the door completely, but this was also never in doubt. The Mavericks basically had a double-digit lead for almost the entire game. Uh, There are moments in the fourth quarter where it was a nine, eight point, seven point game, but it never was a one possession game. The Jazz were never shooting to tie the game or take the lead. So not too stressful of a win for the Mavericks. So you'll take it, especially considering where the Jazz were. And it would just kind of kept following the same formula for the Mavericks. Luka was everything. 35 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists, only three turnovers, three steals and a block. And he just keeps up his miraculous MVP level play and then the Mavericks get just enough from everyone else no Jalen Brunson tonight um he definitely needed a day off and and he got one but Mexicliba came back and you know Luca kind of had to do everything almost everything Spencer did when he endured Finney Smith uh, definitely provided good support didn't we just keeps he, he's just keeping it up only two assists tonight which has been low for him since he's been in Dallas but Another 20-point game on somewhat efficient shooting. He was 7 of 15 from the floor. 5 of 9 from 3, which the three-pointers from Dinwiddie have been really surprising. I mean, even if you were optimistic about him fitting in well, he's never been a, a remarkable shooter from 3, even when he's been even when he was playing well in Brooklyn. 5 of 9 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Like I said, 23 points on 15 shots. So he provided the necessary playmaking the Mavs needed to win this down the stretch. Dorian Finney-Smith, another monster game. He's on quite a roll. 21 points, 5 rebounds, uh, 8 of 14 from the floor, 4 of 10 from 3. I feel like whenever Dorian scores like double digits, the Mavericks win. And then especially when Dorian scores double digits against the Jazz, since the Jazz particularly defend the Mavs by kind of daring the role players to shoot. Anytime Dorian has a, has a big scoring game against the Jazz, the Mavs feel almost unbeatable. And Dorian has been having quite the month of March. Entering tonight... And now this is entering tonight, not counting for uh, tonight's game. He was averaging 17 points, six rebounds, two assists on basically you know 59% shooting, 52% shooting from three. And those numbers are only going to go up, uh, at least uh, his points-wise. Um, 21 points on 57% shooting, 40% from three. Uh, it's been quite a stretch for him. He's been 14 points or more since the Golden State win on Sunday, uh, February 27th. And this is one of the longer double-digit streaks of his career. Um, I don't can't remember the last time he scored 15 or more in, in four straight games. Um, just really impressive stuff from him. And and he's responded beautifully to the contract extension. Uh, and he just he's just been everything the Mavericks have needed from that that wing spot. Um, can't say enough about him. Funny enough, you know, outside of those three, you know, Dwight Powell had a pretty good game, 13 points on 10 shots. But outside of those guys, uh, offensively at least, the Mavericks really struggled. Um, Reggie Bullock only had five points on 105 shooting. Maxi Kleba, eight points on three of 11 from the floor. Uh, Bertans, the, again, cannot seem to find the stroke. Only two points in 14 minutes. Uh, Josh Green did a lot of good things, but score, but scoring-wise just wasn't there. Four points in 18 minutes. Uh, but, you know, defensively, he was pretty good. Uh, and so was, so was uh, Maxi on defense. He had two blocks and a steal. 
six rebounds. So despite the fact that those guys, you know, the bench couldn't really make any shots, but I think they kept the energy and the defensive intensity up, which was nice. Um, but it's another one of those games where, you know, you got to hope that some of the Mavericks role players can hit some more shots, but you know, you take the win. Uh, Utah, I mean, like I said, Utah was, was pretty ragged. Donovan Mitchell was five of 19 from the floor. He didn't look right all game. And really the way Mitchell can beat this Mavericks defense is hitting pull up threes. And he's been doing that all season. And, you know, in the game, the Mavericks first game after the all-star break, I think he had seven to 12 from three. And he was just pulling up, and, and you know the Mavericks defense has been much improved, but that's probably an area where uh, that their defense can get busted. A, a small, quick, athletic guard with with a good handle and a good and a good jumper. The Mavericks don't have a lot of options to throw at that. As good as Bullock is, as good as Dorian Finney-Smith is, you don't normally want those guys uh, chasing smaller guards uh, on the perimeter. But Mitchell wasn't able to take advantage. He was two of nine from three. Tired legs. Mavericks played some better defense. They contested well. Um. And really, you know, they were just able to kind of shut down the point of attack. Other Utah guys played decently, but no one really exploded. Uh, Bogdanovich had 21 points and 11 shots. He was good, but otherwise everyone else was was held relatively in check. Jazz shot 43% from the field, 38% from three, which again aren't terrible numbers, especially from three, but um, it was more than enough tonight, especially with how the Mavs played in the first half. They were kind of able to ride, uh, you know, basically uh, the third quarter, what they did in the third quarter. They kind of rode out the fourth. You know, Jazz outscored the Mavs by nine. But since the Mavs played so well, the first three quarters, it wasn't really that much of a problem, which was nice. Um, not much more else to say. I mean, did we be at f- <laughs> 23 minutes and 40, uh, 23 points and 40 minutes? I mean, this guy has been so crucial. Uh, to their this recent winning stretch. The three-pointers, I'm just waiting for him to cool off. He has made at least two three-pointers in um, six straight games now, dating back to the since the start of the second half after the All-Star break. Uh, and it's been, it's been pretty crazy considering he was uh, not shooting the three-ball well this season, to say it lightly, you know, 32% on the season. So you have to figure that might be coming down to earth a little bit, especially, you know, against the jazz tonight a lot of his threes were you know he had some off the dribble makes that you know usually those contested off the dribble makes are kind of what gets him in trouble and inflates his his bad uh shooting numbers because he's actually not bad uh catch and shoot uh but he takes so many bad contested threes because you know in brooklyn he had the ball in his hands all the time uh you know before Ned kevin durant and when he was kind of their lead their lead dog he took a lot of bad shots kind of like how luca does but you know luca Dorian and Dinwiddie combining for 14. Yeah, 14 of the Mavericks 17 three-pointers is pretty funny. Um, that's not going to cut it uh, if the Jazz are full strength. You know, you need role players to make shots. Bullock cannot have a night like he had. Maxi has to shoot better. Uh, Bertans has to give you something if he's going to play a double-digit minutes. You know, Josh Green shot two threes, missed them both, and, and Gobert, when he was guarding him, basically gave him the Tony Allen special where they were just uh, not guarding him at all. Uh, but credit to Green and Maxi and those guys for, for being able to contribute in other ways. Like I said, both those guys had pretty good uh, defensive games. Uh, Josh Green, another key offensive rebound that led to a score. It seems like he's doing that every game now. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know what else to say. It was 
they did what they had to do. They took care of business. And the Mavericks are finally going to get a little bit of a reprieve with their schedule. You know, they've been playing so they've been playing so many good teams right after the All-Star break. Uh it's been quite a little stretch here and now they kind of get a couple games against uh, struggling teams, New York and the and Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets are pretty spunky right now. They are uh you know, still not a good team, but those young guys are playing pretty well right now. So that game might be harder than it should be, but still uh, two sub-500 teams in a row will be nice because right after that, it's at Boston, at Brooklyn, at Philly, at Charlotte. Uh, that's hell of a road trip. All you know, Three Eastern Conference contenders and then Charlotte, who is kind of hanging around the play-in, uh, but still a, a dangerous team when, when healthy and with, long, uh, with LaMelo Ball. So that won't be an easy game, uh, especially the last game on a, on, a, on a road trip. It'll be a five-game road trip. Uh so we'll see. I mean, the Mavericks had to get this game. Uh, Knicks and Rockets up next. Hopefully a little bit of a reprieve. Get some guys maybe some more minutes uh, at the end of the bench. Get some of the starters. Maybe get them some less minutes because uh, the Mavericks are going to be hard-pressed to find opportunities to rest some of these guys uh, going down the stretch because the Mavericks really need every single one of these games. As they try to get home court, which... They have not had home court advantage in a, in a, in a playoff series since uh, 2011, so this would be absolutely huge for them. <sighs> Otherwise, you know, like I said, not much else to say. Solid win. Uh, great game from Finney Smith, great game from Luca, great game from Dinwiddie, and that was enough to beat a tired and depleted Jazz team. So I'm going to get out of here, check the feed sometime Tuesday. For the green room, we've got stuff up on the site, recap, stats post, uh, all the goodies. And this is Josh Bowe. We'll talk to you guys uh, Wednesday night after the game against the New York Knicks. And this has been Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Mavericks, again, beat the Utah Jazz 111-103. We will talk to you guys later. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.